Hey, hey, you're listening to Keeping Track with me, Dave Hackett, on UCC 98.3. It's Friday, the 31st of March, and the time is currently 9am. If starlight ever falls on me, I'll meet with all the other stars like me. And we can drive in glitter cars and change our names When papers throw their names on me I'll crash a car and temper, then they'll see And maybe they'll remember this boy's name and say Someday my Life will change when I'm a star With writers writing all about who we are Someday my life will change into a star But I'll get so vain and greedy My songs grow tired and weary I'll drink so much I That was a very young Kieran McFeely in the 90s Cork band The Venix with his Judy Garland MGM inspired song When I Am a Star. This morning's show is dedicated to Cork musician Kieran McFeely, better known as Simple Kid. Simple Kid is making a return to playing live with his first and only show so far in Dublin next Friday, which is Good Friday, I believe. Today we're going to listen to Kieran's first band, The Venix, and how they got signed to a major label and morphed into a punk pop glam band called The Young Offenders, and how Kieran eventually settled on being a solo artist called Simple Kid. Let's go back to the start. Back in the day, Simple Kid started his musical career in the Venix alongside his Douglas Combs schoolmates, Ian Hurley and Steve Hackett. They started off as a three-piece with Kieran as the drummer and the lead singer. They eventually recruited Brian Dunley from the factory floor of Hormons and Mahan to play drums so songwriter Kieran could front the band. This was the mid-90s and as a 21-year-old, it was clear Kieran had a knack for writing a tune. The band only played a handful of gigs before they were given some studio time by one of the many interested record companies. We're going to listen to some of those demos this is And It's Only Tuesday by The Venix.
That was the Bowie-esque Stop That Boy, and before that you heard And It's Only Tuesday, both from 90s Cork band The Phoenix. The Phoenix were Simplicate's first band, and if you're just tuning in, today's show is dedicated to the man behind Simplicate, Mr. Kerr McFeely. So we are back in the vaults of 1996. This is said to be a golden period for the arts in Cork. Sons of Mr. Green Jeans lead singer and soon-to-be A-list actor Killian Murphy was one of two leads alongside Eileen Walsh in the Kirkadurka-produced End of Walsh play Disco Pigs. This put Cork Theatre on the map. Sir Henry's was at the peak of its popularity and author Kevin Barry, who lived here at the time, said it was a place ideal for creatives. Across the water, Britpop was at its zenith and although Cork had gone through its Corkchester scene snapping up the Sultans and the Franks, it was still on the radar of the music industry looking for the next Oasis or Blur. The V-neck seemed to fit that bill and garnered a lot of interest from labels. The head of A&R, Dave Ball for Columbia Records, a subsidiary of Sony Records, was the most keen and offered the band a development deal. Dave Balfe signed Blur to his previous label, Food, and coincidentally the song Country House is written about him. Before we delve into that business, let's take another Britpop-inspired track from the V-Necks. This is Special Light. A diamond-haired installer Channel switches on you I'm the radio
Once Upon a Time in the 80s by The Phoenix from their Dave Fanning session. And before that, you heard Special Aid, also by The Phoenix. If you're just tuning in, this morning's show is dedicated to Cork artist Kerr McFeely, better known as Simple Kid. So just before The Phoenix signed to Columbia, they did that Fanning session in October 1986. They recorded four songs. One song was called The Ballad of the Young Offenders. The Phoenix signed to Columbia Records in December 1986. The first order of business was to change the band's name. Dave Balfe, who signed the band, suggested they change it to The Young Offenders after their song, The Ballad of the Young Offenders. So the band were known as The Young Offenders shortly after signing, and their first single was called That's Why We Lose Control. Now, bear with me for a second. There's a research technique in product design called A-B testing. Essentially, you take two different versions of the same product and test both versions on customers to get their feedback. We're going to hear one song, but it will be split between the Phoenix version and the Young Offenders version. And we're going to do this to hear how signing to a major label can influence a band to change their sound for whatever reason, but most probably to shift units. So here's the Phoenix with the Ballad of the Young Offenders interchanging with the Young Offenders with That's Why We Lose Control. The Phoenix version has a guitar solo, which I deliberately cut because that's the kind of thing a big record company would do when they're trying to make a hit. Anyway, which version will you prefer? sounds like a band to me and the other sounds like a studio single that might be hard to replicate live. So it's 1997 and we are in London folks. The band came from Cork as the Phoenix and are now living in Ernest Grove in London as the Young Offenders and signed to Sony Records. Their first single That's Why We Lose Control is released in February 1998. We just heard that with our A-B test so let's take the B-side to that single and one of the highlights of the band's never released album Once Upon a Time in the 90s. This is Remote Control. Thank you. 
I'm watching all the people below And I notice that they go very slow I wonder why they do what they do Do they go slow forever like jam and traffic control? Oh it's a feeling I'm under by the young offenders you're listening to keeping track on c98.3 
So the band's first single, That's Why We Lose Control, did reasonably well for the band, and it got them a spot on TFI Friday, coincidentally on the same episode as Northern Hard Rock Stalwart's Therapy. TFI Friday was prime television on Channel 4, and a great way to see the bands of the time play live. That's Why We Lose Control was produced by Nick Kohler, who went on to produce The Sugar Babes and Girls Aloud. This might be an indicator as to where things were going for the young offenders. Britpop was starting to wane by the end of 1997, and the scene was bloated with a million bands being marketed as the next Oasis or Blur, and the manufactured boy-girl band scene had taken its place and really was drowning out the airwaves. For a brief moment it seemed like glam would replace Britpop. In the midst of all this was an indie band from Cork with a development deal trying to land on a definite sound for their album. The word no artist or band wants to hear, compromise, had to be made. The band went full on glam in the studio and enlisted backing singing go-go dancers to their live show. The band recorded a lot of demos and Kieran explains in an article in the Irish Times, we'd record songs again and again and again and we'd go to meetings where they would decide if the song hit the market trends of the moment. So because of this the band's album wasn't ready to release directly after the relative success the band's first single brought them. Instead, they opted to bring out an EP to buy some time to finish the album. This was an ill-fated move as, at that time, an EP wasn't eligible to chart. The EP was called Science Fiction. Sony didn't give the band a budget for a video for the single taken from that EP, also called Science Fiction. And at that time, videos were an essential medium to promote a single. The band had quite a punk ethic which they were able to display live. Let's listen to a live version of that Science Fiction single.
that was science fiction from the young offenders if you've just tuned in this morning show is a tribute to simple kid and his previous bands so to finish their album the band enlisted professional backing singers for the recordings and came up with a concept for the album it was to be called once upon a time in the 90s and it was to have a series of characters or voices reappearing throughout the album this was probably a compromise sony liked as it was quite cartoonish and at the time music was marketed at children to pester their parents to buy the singles as there was no such thing as youtube or streaming this unreleased album is available on youtube if you want to explore it further unfortunately i don't have time to cram some of it in today however we have two more young offenders tunes before we get to simple kid so the band's second release the science fiction ep was a total flop without a video or the sony pr machine backing it the band finished the album and sony agreed on one more single the single chosen was pink and blue this was at the end of 1998 and the music industry was on the cusp of changing forever the music press and the general public at the time were totally jaded by the overwhelming amount of bands signed during the Britpop movement. Pink and Blue had all the bells and whistles of the compromise the band made to sound marketable, the cutesy lead vocal and the shiny production with the band sounding tamed. Pink and Blue garnered this scathing review from the enemy upon its release. You may have heard about a recession in the music industry, dear reader. Well, this band is both symptom and cause. The only way for pygmy plastic punk like this to get remotely near the charts is for thousands of malodorous, unrecoupable Sony dollars to be rammed up its arse. Everyone responsible with signing, recording, promoting, marketing, clothing and feeding this band deserves to stand shackled and naked in Trafalgar Square and be compelled to listen to Pink and Blue at obscenely high volume until each is kicked to death by outraged passers-by. As the High Court judge said to the toilet attendant, I don't know how young they are, but they're certainly offensive. A damning review, this is the problem when too many compromises are made. Bass player of the band, Steve Hackett, said it got to the point that we had spent so long recording the album and constantly tweaking it that what we were hearing and what the record company were hearing was very different to what everybody else was hearing. Kieran backs this up by saying, with the Young Offenders, we'd been produced by people making hits for manufactured pop bands and the record we made, none of us ended up liking. I, for one, think Pink and Blue was produced by the wrong people, but was possibly one of the best things the band did. So I'm going to play an early demo of the song. It's a lot heavier and a million miles from what went out as a single. Turn this one up, folks, and stay away from the enemy. This is Pink and Blue by The Young Offenders. Said I've to 
that was a demo of Pink and Blue by The Young Offenders. In the end, I think The Young Offenders found a happy medium between what the record company wanted and a style of production that highlighted the best parts of the band on the B-sides of that Pink and Blue single, Get Laid With The Young Offenders and Out Of My Hair. The over-the-top production is dialed back, and if you like glam, they sound about right. The Young Offenders really were a fantastic band to see in a dingy pub. It was tongue-in-cheek, and it didn't take itself seriously at all. If you like glam, it was fantastic. Maybe if they had gone to New York and signed to a small indie label, they would have had a bit more longevity or made a really different sounding album. There were a lot of good ideas and Kieran's songwriting was probably at its most inventive. We're going to say goodbye to the Young Offenders with their B-side, Out of My Hair. Kieran wrote this when he was 23 or something. We need more crack and pop music like this. You know, like Bananarama. Um, this is a glam rock song Kieran McFeely wrote about his haircut at the time. Farewell, Young Offenders.
That was the Young Offenders with their B-side Out of My Hair. The Young Offenders were dropped in December 1998, exactly two years after they left Cork to sign for Columbia. This took its toll on Kieran, as he was the songwriter and creative force behind the band, and spending two years making an album that never got released, after compromising so much, made him step away from music for a few years. Fast forward to 2002, the Strokes have taken over the world of guitar music. Kieran has returned from a holiday in California and wants to make an album he actually likes. He calls himself Simple Kid and cobbles a band together. Here's a track Simple Kid played live before he got signed, but it never made it onto any of his releases. This is Clones.
2000 unreleased track called Clones by Simple Kid. Simple Kid hasn't played many gigs here with a full band. It became popular in the early noughties to use a laptop, as it was a hell of a lot more economical for solo artists rather than paying a band. But I was lucky enough to catch him when he was starting out, and dynamically the songs really thrived with a full band. So we're going to hear some tunes from Simple Kid's first album. These are all live versions. First up we have Love is an Enigma.
Baby, you own the TV Say you wanna be a star Baby, you got the doctor Hey man, you know me Where you gonna be tomorrow With all the pretty girls you need Baby, reading your magazine Say you wanna go to India Reading philosophy Everyone's on the poison Looking for guarantees of drugs and loves an enigma from simple kid simple kid recorded two albums in the noughties both of which are readily available on streaming services he quietly released the third album last summer called health and safety and he is playing his first show in dublin next friday after many years away from showbiz so we've come to the end folks it's been a roller coaster there was a lot to get in i hope you enjoyed the show as much as i did cobbling it together all of the music you heard was written by Kerry mcfeely under various guises if you'd like to hear more of the Venex or the young offenders all that stuff is on youtube and all the Simple Kids stuff is on Bandcamp, so you can support Karen there. I'm going to leave you with another live version of a song from Simple Kids' first album. This is Truck On. Go on, I'll talk to you next week. Take care. <laughs>